I was raised in the church, and by that I mean from the time I was a baby, my family brought me every time the church assembled, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, and as I moved from Sunday school into my teen years and adolescence, that knowledge of the Bible would find use as I would preach and teach different sermons and Bible classes, and, and moving into my young adulthood, I became very devoted to showing compassion to those that were in need, yet as God blessed me with great success in my secular career, as God entrusted to me a beautiful family, there was a passage of scripture that scared me, that I always struggled with. And that's what we read in Acts chapter 7 and into chapter 8, where Stephen, an early follower of Jesus, gave a stirring, compelling, truthful defense before the Jewish leaders. And instead of recognizing all of the good that he'd been doing for the poor widows in their community, instead of recognizing how compelling a speaker he was, how good his points were, they attacked him. And not just him, but all of Jesus' followers. As we see in Acts chapter 7 and verse 54, now when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved of his execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him, but Saul was ravaging the church. And entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now, those who were scattered went about preaching the word. This passage scared me because even though I went to church so much, even though I had so much of the Bible committed to memory, even though I tried in so many ways to be a faithful servant of God, I had enough self-awareness to recognize that as I served, it was awfully important to me that what I did be appreciated. It was awfully important to me that I be commended, encouraged, recognized for the good that I was doing. And it was absolutely devastating for me if not only was I not recognized, not only was I unappreciated, but if people actually attacked me. If those very things that I was doing to try to please God caused somebody to criticize me. I knew that the lack of appreciation or the criticism I was subjected to was so much less than having rocks thrown at me, than having me or a member of my family be dragged off to prison, than having to run from my home for my life. Yet it was still so devastating to me. It would lead me to such a place of wondering, like, well, was this even worth it? Why do I even bother? And then I would read this example, and I would worry. If I ever find myself in this situation, would my faith endure? Would I react like Stephen did with the same love and truth and boldness or the same mercy and forgiveness and humility? 
Would I react like all of those everyday disciples did as they're running for their lives, but everywhere they're running to, they're going preaching the word? I was pretty sure that I wouldn't. And that scared me. That scared me because I knew that when the Holy Spirit inspired Luke to capture this moment for us, it wasn't just so that we would look back and say, oh, wow, Stephen was a really great guy. It was so that we would see real-life examples of how people like us imitated Jesus as he himself conducted himself the same way to help us catch a vision for what it would look like for us to hear and do what God shows us here. So how did Stephen get to that point? Well, appreciate it wasn't a one-off. This wasn't something that happened out of the blue. This was a culmination of a lifetime of everyday decisions that we see all throughout the book of Acts leading up to this. After the gospel about Jesus was first preached in Acts chapter 2 and 3,000 people repented of their sins and were baptized in the name of Jesus, we're told in Acts 2.42 how they spent their times, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. We see that day by day, whether they were in the temple or in each other's homes, they were putting their focus on learning from the apostles who Jesus is, the things that Jesus said, the things that Jesus did, and how they themselves could be followers of that. They were spending time together, breaking bread, remembering Jesus and his humble sacrifice, but also being convicted, being challenged to live that out themselves and to do it together as they move forward, to be full of fellowship, having positive influences that were reinforcing those things that they were learning, to do it with lots of prayer, getting their hearts into that place where God wanted them to be. Prayers like they lifted after Peter and John had been brought in before the Jewish council. When they were threatened to stop speaking, but when they were released, they called their friends together and they prayed together boldly, asking God not to deliver them from hardship, but to make them bold, even in the face of hardship, the way Jesus was bold. They felt the room shake when they prayed like that. They were convicted by the example when all of the apostles got brought before the council, but then they rejoiced to suffer for Jesus' name. They had lived through real-life problems, like when the Greek-speaking widows seemed like they were being neglected in the church instead of drawing apart, came together to solve that issue, to make sure that they were rolling up their sleeves and that what needed to get done to show other people compassion was getting done. So when they have this next generation of leaders like Stephen also standing up and preaching and teaching and working compellingly, when they're all seeing that example, then when Stephen got attacked, his response to be so merciful like Jesus, to even paraphrase some of the things that Jesus himself said when he was under attack, that wasn't out of the blue. That was the fruit of days and weeks and months of being completely devoted to learning to be more like Jesus. And when Stephen laid down his life as the first martyr among Jesus's earliest disciples. The reason the other disciples didn't call it quits, the reason they didn't give up as they were seeing their brothers and sisters arrested, as they were having to run for their lives, was because that example spurred them on, that if Stephen could so boldly and lovingly lay down his life for Jesus, they weren't going to stop talking about Jesus. And that's the opportunity for us too. What we see here in Acts chapter 7 and 8 doesn't have to be intimidating. It doesn't have to be scary if we likewise commit ourselves 
to follow the example from Acts chapters 1 through 6. If we commit ourselves to learn from the example that we see here, to truly be devoted to Jesus, focusing on him, recognizing that that is what we're called to, that the ways we normally react when we're hurt, that the ways we normally respond to our problems isn't right, that we need Jesus to show us a different way, that we need other followers of Jesus to encourage us and convict us and challenge us and model for us and help us so that together as we worship, together as we pray, together as we learn, together as we work side by side, we can each become more like Jesus so that when our difficult days come, because they will, whether or not we ever face persecution of this magnitude, there will be days where people are hurting us. There will be days where we feel unappreciated. There will be days where we are faced with the need to forgive somebody that is acting awful towards us like Jesus forgave, like Stephen forgave. If each day leading up to that, we're learning from Jesus how to be, if each day leading up to that, we are growing together to be more like him then when that day comes, we won't need to be afraid. We, full of the Holy Spirit, we, focused on Jesus, will respond in a way that keeps moving the faith forward.